What's up, everybody, and welcome back to After Dragons. Today, we've got the pre-game episode for February 17th, 2021. Going through about 15 books today, we'll look at the recommended books of the Key Collector app, as well as my four picks, a few honorable mentions, some cover considerations, and the pre-order plug to wrap things up. First, we've got just a touch of news. Check out our creator interviews posted recently with Jordan Bloom from Marvel's MODOK Head Games and the upcoming MODOK TV show, as well as Andrew Clemson from Scout Comics, the writer and creator of Star Bastard, who happens to have a Kickstarter running now for Bet Noir, a project that he's worked on for some time and condensed into a smaller miniseries with a second and third issue part of that Kickstarter now. Next week on our creator interviews, we have Brian Hawkins, the writer and creator of Dominion, Black Cotton, Dragonfly, and many other projects. It's going to be great to talk with him about his process. And the week after, we've got Jed McKay coming on from uh, Marvel's Black Cat, Taskmaster, Avengers Mech Strike, and uh, Boom's upcoming Magic the Gathering title as well. So it'll be great to talk with some of these guys and and hear about their projects down the road let's dig into the comics of the week coming from gotham city comics mesa arizona we've got the recommendation for teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin number two this is from idw cover price 8.99 kevin eastman peter laird tom waltz with art from eastman and cover art from isao escorza and isaac escorza Secrets are revealed as we begin to discover what happened in the past to lead to this nightmarish future. The Ronin meets an unexpected new ally, but the Foot Clan begins an exhaustive sweep of the bottom to find the vengeful mutant, and what role does Baxter Stockman play? So we've got a, um, a story unfolding for us here with the last Ronin. I missed that initial rush, but I did get a second print of number one. I'm not reading the current ongoing Turtles, so I can't say... I, I don't know what to think of it, I, I guess. It's one of the first Turtles comics I've ever read. It's okay. I'm looking forward to following it through and seeing who who the last Ronin actually is, but it'll be good to grab this book and, and follow up on the series. I don't know if I'm a fan of comics in this format with the kind of large, larger oversized issues, hardcover, kind of in between soft and hardcover comics as they show quite a crease after reading. And I don't, I don't like that too much. <laughs> But maybe other folks are fine with that uh, with that element. Our second recommendation from the Key Collector app is going to be Black Knight number one, the facsimile edition, written by Stan the Man Lee with art and cover art by Joe Manley. This is a very cool facsimile edition through Marvel and I believe Atlas as well behind the production of this but it's a an og cover with black knight riding on the on the cover pretty sweet recommendation something i definitely missed on the foc whenever that passed but uh man it's a it's a cool one uh, head back in time first to 1955 then even further to the legendary days of king arthur wow reprint from 1955 as a young stanley and celebrated artist joe manley 
draw inspiration from history and myth to present one of the noblest warriors to ever wield a sword. Recruited by Merlin himself, Sir Percy of Scandia plays the coward in public, but disguised in his ornate armor, he takes up arms as the Black Knight. With ebony blade in hand, only the Black Knight can foil the schemes of his evil cousin, Modred, who schemes to steal the kingdom. So begins a heroic legacy for the ages, destined to one day be taken up by Sir Percy's descendant, Dane Whitman. It's one of the all-time great Marvel comic books boldly presented in its original form. Ads and all. Oh, very cool. So they keep even the, the ad structure and all of that broken down in there. A few more notes on the on this book. It was the first appearance of Black Knight, Sir Percy, as we've heard, the ancestor of Dane Whitman. It's also the debut of the Ebony Blade, an enchanted sword used by the Knights Templar, and the first appearance of Modred and Morgan Le Fay, as well as Hawks. It's also the debut of Excalibur, the sword of King Arthur. So there's a lot of firsts that happen there on that issue. It's a cool facsimile to add to the collection or get another shot at, at collecting. And those are again from the Key Collector app. Check it out and see the kind of the kind of insight you can get just looking at the the next month's keys and searching your favorite characters to see kind of what issues, you know, what issues pertain to that character or what issues may be important for that character's arc. It's been cool to follow some characters that I enjoy like Modoc and Black Cat and Cable looking at the at the Key app to see what what those major appearances or firsts were and then kind of turning towards them or or hunting for them online. Moving into my picks for the week. These are the four picks that I'm looking forward to, whether it be for story, character, art, or some mixture of them. Most likely it's leaning towards story as I tend to enjoy the story element a good deal. And I'm just getting more into collecting for art here now, as it's almost impossible to not do that with some of the excellent work that's coming out on the shelves every week. Uh, first up, we've got We Live Number 5, written by Roy Miranda and Inaki Miranda, with art and cover art by Inaki Miranda. Extinction Day hits humanity like a thunder of death. The countdown to extraction hits zero. The beacons activate and destiny speaks. Nothing will be like before. Not for Hitoto, not for Tala, not for anyone. Man, the cover looks brutal. We got a, a Hitoto looking like unconscious with his bracelet that's going to get him off the planet kind of floating past and some like blood sort of sprayed across the cover so it's a uh, uh it's sure to be a dark turn as the Anaki brothers are rounding the corner here with their first volume of we live and taking us on a hell of a ride it's been such a good book and i think it's made the uh it's made the pregame picks almost its whole way through this miniseries and earlier this week i actually saw that uh, it was, um, a, or it's being um, approved for a volume two, or it's continuing, right? So we've got Roy and Inaki coming back, sh- telling us the story of Tala now after this last experience to see a little bit more in the future. Uh, so that'll be cool to see much more coming from, from those guys and from Aftershock, some six stories and the excellent art here from Eva De La Cruz. Uh, she really does a great job at presenting this colorful but extremely gritty, dangerous world that Hototo and Tala are making their way through. My second pick of the week is going to be the recount number two from Scout Comics. 
written by Jonathan Hedrick, with art from Gabriel Ibera Nunez. The number one for, of this series was excellent. I highly recommend checking that out. Uh, the solicit for this reads, Just after being sworn in as President of the United States, Meredith McDermott discovers a plot to execute the Electoral College. Special Agent Bardo and her race to save one of the members before the masses get to him first. Um, in the meantime, every day, American citizens are beginning to take matters into their own hands. So it's going to be uh, a little bit of chaos hitting the hit, hitting the pages here today as number one opened with a bang, a literal bang. And uh, it's it's wild to read along. And, and Jonathan Hedrick has taken us on, a, on an adventure for sure. The covers have all been excellent. Just really dark and, and gritty. Um, number two has a grinning face of someone kind of in a clown mask below the below the White House. It's pretty cool. My third pick of the week is going to be Haha ha Number Two, and this will be the B cover by Martin Simmons. And Haha ha is written by Maxwell W. Maxwell Price, with art by Zoe Thorogood. And Martin Simmons is the writer, or sorry, the artist from Department of Truth. So I've really enjoyed his work, kind of multimedia smeared, psychedelic, patriotic style art. It's real weird weird style i can't i don't quite know all the adjectives there to, to sum that one up but he's done his his due diligence on this cover b for haha ha number two it's got a lady holding some skull balloons that are just very cool looking and the first issue of this series was also excellent and ice cream man has been really good as well i'm finally catching up in that i've got one more volume to go before i'll i'll be current and i've really enjoyed maxwell price's writing style and the way that he's unfolding these kind of uncomfortable, funny, sad stories. So it's a great lens, a very interesting book in the in the comic medium, I think, right now. My fourth and final pick for the week is going to be Modoc Head Games number three, written by Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswalt, with art from Scott Hepburn. And this is the B cover, actually, with the cover art by David Lafuente. Modoc's visions of a life he never had are getting stronger. What is the lie and what is the truth? And will Modoc be driven even more insane as he tears his mind apart in the pursuit of those memories? Either way, with recent hit put out against him and the unhinged mercenary known as Gwynpool on his tail, Modoc has got to act fast to untangle the mystery within his head before Gwynpool finds a way to splatter his brains across the floor. So we got Gwynpool hunting down Modoc. It's it's going to get crazy. Modoc's experiencing some kind of memory dysfunction where he's seeing these these visions of a life that he doesn't quite remember. We spoke with Jordan about the book and a little bit more about the creative process he he used to create Modoc uh, Head Games and where he pulled the influences from. So it was cool to have that conversation. And at this point, I'm such a big Modoc fan. I I really pull it all. I uh, love this guy. He's the the big, bad, angry uh, intellect here for the Marvel Universe. So it'll be cool to see his next journey in this issue three. And then the final book of the series, number four, with the Hulu TV series coming out after that. My honorable mentions now for the week are going to be the books that just didn't make it to the first four and this first one is actually one that i forgot about it releasing and it probably would have found a way in the first four had i not already made the selection there and created the banner <laughs> and that's black cotton number one of six 
from Scout Comics. Uh, it was on our pre-game or our pre-order plug very early on in the in the After Dragons series here. And it's written by Patrick Foreman and Brian Hawkins with art by Marco Perugini. And it's set in an alternate reality where the social order of white and black is reversed. An elitist family, the Cottons, are rocked by a tragic shooting that begins to unravel long-standing family secrets that can not only destroy the family, but also divide the fragile social climate of the world. So there's a, uh, a hell of a, a twist being thrown in here. We're, we're going to be presented a world where racial tensions and things are just flipped on their heads. And I'm really looking forward to see what Foreman and Hawkins do to explore that speculative arena and 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 kind of play with the human the the human emotions there or the nature of society uh, a little bit so that's going to be really great to see it's six issue miniseries coming from scout and my next honorable mention is also coming from scout their black caravan imprint though and it's written by john clark with art by travis williamson from the black caravan imprint black friday number one of three black friday is the biggest shopping day of the year millions of americans pack the aisles of retail outlets all over the country battling for the best bargains while an unlucky cleanup crew deals with the aftermath of the latest black friday frenzy they discover that years of pent-up negative energy has released something very evil and dark into their superstore which is just the way corporate wanted it so that's a uh, a hell of a solicit i really am looking forward to the story I got the ash can for Black Friday actually in one of the scout boxes, I believe for January, and I enjoyed the the little tease we got there of the story to come. Uh, the art's pretty cool here with a, a ghoulish figure kind of rising up from a big box superstore like Costco or Walmart kind of place. So that'll be a lot of fun, and I'm sure that's something we've all thought as you drive past those long lines of Black Friday folks thinking that. You know what uh what deities are feeding on all of this consumer energy and, and evil capitalism right <laughs> that's what john clark is unfolding for us in black friday it's sure to be a gem there my next honorable mention is going to be savage avengers number 18 this is written by jerry dugan with art by kev walker and cover art from valerio gian giordano through the hellfire and deadpool Conan, Deadpool, and the Nightflyer escape Rikers in the endless night during the reign of the King in Black. What crazy heist will ruin Deadpool's 30th anniversary? Here's a hint. It involves the Hellfire Club. Awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's on the honorable mentions for a few different reasons here. First of all, Savage Avengers has been hands down great all the way through. I've loved the team-ups. The characters we're getting are not typically teamed up with one another and maybe not typically teamed up with anybody having conan join the team has been awesome the second reason why this is on the honorable mentions is the cover as it's got conan just you know cheersing deadpool with a hellfire club looking down on them so it's sure to be a wild ride here and just keep contributing to the story at 18 issues i'm really getting into this further and you know i'm i'm on the ride it's unfortunate it's doing a little bit of king and black tie-in but uh, we can't escape the King in Black, as we'll see in the, in the cover considerations. My fourth and final, final honorable mention will be X-Men Legends number three, written by Luis Simonson, with art and cover art by Walter Simonson. The original X-Factor returns to battle Apocalypse. The mutants once known as the original X-Men now fight the good 
fight as the mutant team X-Factor. Together with their mysterious sentient spaceship and the newly transformed Archangel, they've defeated Cameron Hodge and foiled Apocalypse's scheme. Oh, their spaceship's name is Ship. Uh, I didn't know if that was a mistype. But as Ship starts to malfunction, Apocalypse's true plan unfolds. Return to this classic era with the legends Louise Simonson and Walter Simonson as they kick off an all-new tale set before X-Factor number 43. Man, I feel like I've been waiting for this for a while. We're just getting back into the goodness, the classic X-Factor era and the Battle of Apocalypse. Can't wait to have Apocalypse in another book since he made the ultimate sacrifice. Oh man, Apocalypse, why did you go in a tin of swords? And it turns out Arako and Krakoa couldn't even communicate anyways. Buddy, I'm, I'm happy to see another Apocalypse book going and can't wait to, to read that here this week. Getting into the next section here, cover considerations. My first one is going to be serial number one, the second print. This is from Abstract Studios and it's written by Terry Moore with art and cover art by Terry Moore. The cover for the second printing is the same as the first print, unless there's some minor difference that I might have to compare and see here once I get my books. But uh, it's, a, it's a great cover, so it's really on the list here for cover considerations if you missed it. And if you see this little girl standing in the rain with a juice box and a blood-covered machete, you definitely pick it up because it's a it, it's a very interesting book that that the first issue starts down with a serial killer going on and kind of a girl on the run. So it'll be interesting to see what the story becomes, and it's another chance to jump on that that ride. I don't know what it's slated to be. But the first issue was sold out, and the solicit reads, Zoe has been 10 years old for 50 years. Most of her life has been spent on the run fighting the demon that lived within her, kept her young, and turned her into a serial killer. Now free of the demon, Zoe discovers her childhood friend is the latest victim in a string of murders. Determined to put an end to the reign of terror, Zoe uses her own deadly skills to stalk the predator and avenge her fallen friend. Serial is Terry Moore's new series featuring Zoe, the irrepressible star of Rachel Rising and Five Years. Don't miss the premiere issue of her solo series. I was not aware that there was a solo series and that this was an ongoing Terry Moore character. Yeah, that would explain why it f was a, a harder read, I think, than I expected to put things together. But with this backstory, perhaps things would fall into place. Either way, check out that book here from Abstract, coming from Terry Moore. My second cover consideration is a Inyuk Lee cover, a, an artist who I have been collecting at all of his cover art, as well as David Nakayama and a few others that I've really been searching and uh, seeking out. This is King and Black, Gwynnum versus Carnage, number one of three, second printing. And Enyuk Lee did some work on this cover, man. It looks awesome with Gwynnum just going Carnage mode. Such detail and kind of a realist sort of style that really, really works in these covers that we've seen in a few others. And Enyuk Lee just, just churning out the goodness, man. Great job on this cover. And if you see this on the shelves, Grab it, man. It's all, it's an awesome looking cover. My fourth or third, I guess, and final, we've only got three cover considerations this week because we have two pre-order plugs. Um, and the third cons cover consideration here will be King in Black number four of five from Marvel, written by Donny Cates with art and cover art by Ryan Stegman. 
this is just the next entry in this big King of Black, King in Black series that has disrupted all of the other series that I enjoy. <laughs> the reason that it's made it onto the cover consideration, though, is because it's taken the series that I enjoy and thrown them on the cover. We've got X-Men, and the X-Men are primed and attacking here on this King in Black number four, the A cover with Null and some symbiotes kind of leering all around. Very cool cover. And uh, the story actually for King in Black itself has been very good, I will admit. There's another really cool cover for this that's the tattoo variant that is really uh, probably one of the best tattoo variants of the King in Black series so far. I believe it's Betterman that's doing those variants. That will wrap it up for our cover considerations. And we've got two pre-order plugs, as I mentioned. The first is Magic the Gathering number one, the A cover by Matteo Scalera. And the interior art is by Ig Guara. This book is written by Jed McKay, who we are having on the show in two weeks to talk about uh, all of his projects. And the solicit reads, a new beginning for the pop culture phenomenon of magic starts here from Jed McKay and Iguara, as explained. And again, this is published from Boom Studios. Across the vast multiverse, those gifted with a spark, in quotes, can tap into the raw power of magic and travel across realms. They are planeswalkers. When coordinated assassination attempts on guildmasters Rawl Zarek, Vraska, and Kaya rock, rock the city of Ravinica and leave Jace Bellerin's life hanging in the balance, a fuse is lit that threatens not just these three guilds, but the entire plane of, of Ravinica. Now these three must covertly infiltrate the wild plain of Zendikar and form a tenuous alliance to uncover why the targets of the assassins have all been planeswalkers, which will lead them straight to one of the most enigmatic characters in magic history. Oh man, I can't wait for Magic to bridge that comic book gap again i know that there have been magic books before i wasn't collecting when those were running so maybe I <laughs> i'll have to track them down and see how they are but this one is getting started i'm happy to jump on right at the beginning and see what's going on especially with jed mckay leading the way after his black cat title has been so good i've heard i've heard excellent things about taskmaster as well and i know avengers mech strike is is ongoing right now i'm planning to hit both those once they hit trades it's it's going to be interesting to see how the world of Magic the Gathering really hits the pages of, of comic books and and what there is to explore. I, I've fallen in and out of Magic as a card collector and player multiple times and started many different uh, versions and editions. I've got, I've got a way too many duplicates sit, sitting in the garage waiting for a rainy day. Magic the Gathering has just always been something that I've had, kind of a constant growing up, I think. So it's very cool to see it in the comic book medium. And it's also something I've used for writing prompts and buying a pack of magic cards and kind of playing out the cards of the, or the images and, and taking some inspiration from that. So it's just so much great art and story from all the years of Magic the Gathering and seeing these characters like the Planeswalkers dealing with some issues in Ravinica and retreating to Zendikar is just too cool. Bringing the magic history and magic characters to to the comic medium. My second pre-order plug is a, a new type of pre-order plug for the podcast. And this is going to be one every week that's on FOC. So if you're new to collecting comics, FOC is the final order cutoff that happens every Monday. And essentially there's this 
there's this list of comics every Monday that you need to have your order in by or you're going to miss out on it from a uh, collector perspective if you're trying to guarantee it for yourself or if you don't want to hunt it down. It's also how folks maintain their pull lists and all that jazz. So look up FOC on Previews World to see what's going on there. But I'd like to start suggesting just one book from this week's FOC. So this is ending Monday the 22nd. The book I've selected is most definitely a cover consideration, but man, is it a great one. And it's from Ahoy Comics, Happy Hour number five. And it's written by Peter Milligren, or Milligan, I should say, with art and cover art by Michael Montanent. The solicit reads, Having fled the USA's regime of brutally enforced bliss, Kim and Jerry are prisoners of the revolutionary pro-misery cell they sought to join. The first step to acceptance, survive a swarm of joy suckers, razor-toothed vermin specifically bred to sniff out happiness. This cover is so is so great. There's a guy just kind of smiling so triumphantly in the sunlight of this cover and all around him are like rabid raccoons just attacking him all over the cover two three four five six seven eight there's like 10 raccoons just attacking him shredding his clothes and there's like some blood flying but he's just like so happy pulling one of them off (laughs) it's a it's an excellent cover all around i can't wait to grab it and add it to the collection and um, give it a read too just to see what's going on with this USA's regime of brutally enforced bliss. I might need to backtrack and see actually what's happening here. I know it's a six issue miniseries, so uh, may need to find out really what's going on with Happy Hour from Ahoy Comics. So check that out. And uh, again, it's on FOC for Monday the 22nd. There's some other great books on the FOC for Monday, like The Bequest from Aftershock and Thor number 13, some other goodness that needs to be ordered if you're planning to collect with that i just want to thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting the show you can find me on twitter at after dragons underscore with all of the podcasts news and reviews on afterdragons.com and whatever podcasts are found good luck out there on wednesday